Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of Strategic Planning Podcast with Mike Flanders, financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation, serving us here in the Carolinas from his office in Colfax, which is right off of Marshall Smith Road. You can find Mike online at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Mike's got more than 42 years of service in the financial services industry, a great resource for you to tap into. And while you're on the website, don't forget to check out the podcast, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform it is that you choose, check out past episodes and get notifications for future ones. And of course, if you hear something that piques your interest or you feel as though you want to move on some information you hear, well, always check with a qualified professional, any show that you're listening to, any financial advice you're given before you take any action. And you could call Mike directly if you'd like at 336-668-4338. That's 336-668-4338. All right, Mike. So how are you, buddy? I'm great, Mark. Uh, It's good to be on with you today. Absolutely. At the time we're taping this, we're just removed from the 4th of July. How was your 4th? Oh, we had a ball. We had all the grandkids over. Well, not all the grandkids. (laughs) Uh, Eight of them. The ones in California weren't here. My goodness, uh, eight of them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we had a good time with a humongous 100-foot-long slip and slide in the backyard. It was was great. Did you go down that slip and slide, Mike? No, I did not. That's why I am a planner. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Well, that's yeah, always I mean, fun. I mean, this is for the kids, not yeah, for me. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. But it's always fun that when you can have the family over for those holidays and stuff. Did you guys do some grilling out, I assume? We, we did a little different this year, oh, so yeah. it would be a little less work. Uh, it, it just kind of prepared some stuff ahead of time. And, okay. Uh, so we didn't have to really do any of that. We just able to sit around and talk. And, you know, the parents, uh, my wife and I were able to participate in all that rather than running around like chickens with our heads gotcha. cut off. And Look at that planning and, coming into play again. Yeah, there you go. We had a nice little rain beforehand, cool things right off, a good breeze. It yeah. was wonderful outside. Well, it's almost so. like you plan for a living. What do you, look at there. Yeah, it happens sometimes. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Well, let's get into the program this week. I got a headline for you I want to start with, but our topic, our main topic is what financial security might mean to you as our listeners, to the individuals out there. So we're going to get to that mm-hmm. in a second. But before we do, I wanted just to get your take on this. Ford claims that they're going to have 100 self-driving cars on the road by the end of the year. And some technology experts say that these vehicles will be the norm just a few more years removed. Now, growing up, and now we all heard we were going to get flying cars, right? I mean, yeah. that was what I was told in the 70s. I was getting a flying car by the time I could drive. Um, That's right. You know, well, now we're getting, finally, we're getting to these fully automated. Now, these are, they're talking about fully automated self-driving cars. A, do you think it'll be, it'll happen that quickly? And B, does that change, you know, what we think about investing when it comes to the auto industry? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to ask Astro and uh, get <laughs> with him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I used to dream about that sort of thing. Went to Disney World one time. I think maybe it was in Epcot. They had a mock-up of this kind of stuff. Right, and, right. Uh, it was uh, years ago. And, of course, now it's coming into uh, the realm of uh, real possibility. How mm-hmm. soon will it happen? 
I imagine it will. You know, there's some still uh, some infrastructure work that needs to happen for it to uh, be viable. They've had a few um, hiccups, that's for sure. We've had some cars crash. Yep, 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 have. And, but, you know, technology, entrepreneurship, capitalism, it drives towards these things. No pun intended there. (laughs) Nice. But, yeah, it will probably come. By the end of the year, have 100 on the road. I guess they probably haven't said it just because they – wanted to throw something out there that wasn't true so maybe they will have 100 yeah. self-driving on the road i imagine they'll be in test modes and certain right. certain uh, markets or locations. whatever yeah yeah but yeah it could be a few years i think some of it's going to depend on regulations that start to develop around that arena from governmental uh, interventions um the acceptance by the public you know what people feel about it but yeah probably come eventually in some form or fashion don't know how deep it will go as far as penetration right. into the marketplace, but I'm sure there'll be a place for it. Just like, you know, you have the Tesla and other electric cars. Well, I'm, I'm assuming um, that these, I haven't done a lot of research, but I'm assuming that, ooh, excuse me, that most of these are probably electric, these self-driving cars. So I think they all are. I would actually. guess. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm curious as to how that will affect, you know, the industry, you know, as this continues to grow, you know, gas price, you know, how that'll affect, you know, oil prices, how that'll affect the market prices on the automakers themselves. Yeah. You know, everybody probably has heard something about back in the uh, turn of the century and not the 21st century, but the 20th century. Right. When railroads were the big thing and railroads are not so hot anymore because the uh, people running those back then didn't realize they were in the transportation business. They thought they were in the railroad business. And so the kind of transportation passed them by a little bit with the invention of automobile and trucks and planes and so forth. That's not as common now. I mean, you do have things that become obsolete, industries that become obsolete. Would the gas industry become obsolete? Probably not. They're not going to be ubiquitous, these self-driving cars. You know, I drive quite a bit. It might be nice to have that, but I, I also like to be in control of what I'm doing with the car sometimes. And no, you that, notice that's, I said that's sometimes. Yeah, um, that's definitely how I am. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah. There's always advances. There's always changes. There's always things becoming obsolete and so forth. It doesn't change anything about how you invest. Number one, I I don't recommend that you go out and invest in a sector or in an industry or whatever because of anything new coming. Uh, That's the, the old bright and shiny trap that you can get stuck in. I've had a number of people call and ask about cannabis. Uh, right. Bright, Mm -hmm. shiny thing lately. And this is another thing like that. You continue to invest in a diversified basket of stocks that cover the different asset classes. You're diversified globally. You have the amount of equity in your portfolio that fits your willingness to take risk or to avoid risk by offsetting that with cash and bonds. And uh, you, you rebalance. You don't go chasing some new fangled thing coming down the road it might turn out to be the jetsons planes after all you never know (laughs) well all right well there you go so that's a conversation we'll revisit from time to time as these things come up but let's go ahead and turn our attention to our main topic this week and what that's financial security means to you and i guess you know the reason i asked you about the car thing is because i don't know how safe i still feel with automated fully automated cars on the road yeah but we'll see but from the financial side financial security means a lot of different things to different people and so i'm going to give you some state that we've pulled out from various different clients and potential clients.
clients through various different financial advisors across the country through the years and just kind of give you a statement that you might hear and then if you will address how you you know how that might mean for them from a financial security standpoint so when someone might say to you mike well listen i want to make sure that my plan is working so that i'm not a burden on my kids regardless of my health situation how does that factor into what you do so clearly i would assume you put your focus on long-term care yeah, certainly one of the tools that could be used to help prevent you from becoming a burden on kids with a, a health change, obviously good health insurance also, or a plan for paying for medical expenses, whether it's health insurance or sharing ministries, which is what my wife and I do, or you know other, other programs like that, including disability income insurance during your working years. But you know, it's not always just buying insurance, that sort of thing. That certainly is a big part of it, making sure you have the right kind of coverages and all. But it's also just being a good saver and putting money into investments so that you, number one, you have an emergency fund to take care of the shorter term, smaller things so that you don't have to pay huge dollars to insure every last thing that might happen and everything doesn't always happen so you don't want to just become insurance poor where you're just counting on that to be your salvation in a financial distress situation uh, whether it's having to do with health or job loss or whatever so you know you, you make sure that you do some planning get an analysis of what it's going to take to meet your expenses in retirement inflate the uh, expectations you know, run some scenarios like that and determine what you need to be saving and investing in order to meet those goals. Then take a portion out of that to buy the insurance that's appropriate to cover what you can't cover with savings and investments. Okay. So if that might be a statement you might, you know, share, then that's something you want to think about when it comes to what security might mean to you. Now, what about the top one? The top answer always, Mike, is I want to be sure I never run out of money. So for financial security in that respect, then obviously you want to make sure that your plan is going to be addressing longevity. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I just had someone this morning say that they had done some planning in previous years and the planning was always around the expectation that their life would last to age 85 and now at age 61 and 59 respectively for this couple they're feeling like hmm nobody in our family in terms of parents and aunts and uncles has lived less than age 85 and <laughs> they're beginning to wonder are, are we really thinking about this right so it, it does behoove you to do a little bit of um, modeling of how long will our money last when should i think about electing to t start social security benefits because you know as we're hearing so much of the longer you wait the bigger the benefit is and of course a lot of people are worried about, well, yeah, maybe the bigger the benefit is supposed to be, but what if they go broke? Uh, you know, the lockbox runs out of money. Well, hate to break the seat, but there is no money in any lockbox. <laughs> uh, they're funding it out of current revenue from taxation. And some things have to change for that to continue at the levels that they've projected in the benefit structure. But the modeling you do can take that into consideration. It can cut it back. It can not even consider Social Security. But you just need to figure out what is it that it takes. Now, some people would say a way to help ensure that you don't run out of money is to purchase an annuity stream of income, which is what Social Security is or a pension is. It's simply an annuity, which is a lifetime payout of the money that you have invested for that income purpose. That is a way to ensure that you'll never run out of money. That's why a lot of people that are 
older than we are that are already retired and maybe worked at one, maybe two jobs during their lifetime and have a pension and Social Security, they'll never run out of money that's going to pay for as long as they live. We're not like that these days with the job market and the way things are as far as retirement savings with 401ks and 403bs. So you just got to do some modeling of longer life expectancies. It's interesting. When you look at the insurance companies, you know what they're modeling for? Age 120. So it's a bit longer than what we've been used to thinking about in terms of how long we might need to have income. Along those lines, one other thing just to consider is this. If you're in good health and you don't have anything in particular that you are just burning to go do after you quit your regular job, it might not hurt to work a few more years, save a few more bucks to help. Because I think about my father-in-law. He's been retired now. Let's see. I think it's 36 years. He worked 30 and he's been retired longer than he worked. Yeah. Uh, he, He keeps going strong as he is at 93. It may be that he's retired longer than he (laughs) worked and lived before that you know (laughs) right exactly so it it is happening to us and we need to think about those things so it quite frankly just takes sitting down taking the time to do a little bit of modeling of what it would look like and then from that knowledge uh, you might be pleasantly surprised as to where you are but you may see that hey i've got a little catching up to do and it can help light a little bit of a fire under you when you see that kind of thing. Well, very cool and very interesting. And yeah, I agree with you totally. What about uh, this financial statement or security statement, Mike? And that's the folks who say, you know what? After I retire, I want to be able to work part-time because I feel like it, not because I am forced to from a financial standpoint. Their security there is they're saying, I want to have the money to be able to work only if I just want to get out of the house. Yeah, and that's a a great thing to do because you can sure add a lot of value to uh, younger entrepreneurs with some of the wisdom you might have, younger business people that are maybe working for a company and just uh, help mentor them and how to approach things in their careers and that sort of stuff. While you're working and doing some other things, you know, you have that contact. And so that's great, you know, to be able to do that sort of thing. You certainly want to keep your health up so that you can work that or do some work like that and keep yourself sharp. So, you know, good exercise programs, things like that to stay active and keep your mind sharp. I used to do crossword puzzles a lot and do other things like that to just work my mind. And um, so, you know, that kind of thing can help you be able to do that sort of thing after you retire from the regular job, so to speak, and maybe go do something you've always wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Great idea. All right. Well, final one on our security questions here. And that's the folks who say, look, I just, I can't keep watching these accounts jump up and down. Obviously mm-hmm. the market's been great, you know, and at the time of this taping, we're pushing another all time high here at 2678. I think it is. I think 268 mm-hmm. something is the top, but, but it's still volatile getting there. Right. So for folks who say, I just can't handle yeah. it, whether it's emotionally, whether it's mentally, whether it's the stress of it, what would you kind yeah. of advise there? Yeah. You know, you're going to want to invest during your lifetime based on what your circumstances are. So if you're a long way from the point in time where you're going to start utilizing some funds, then you can allow for some more volatility in the portfolio, which certainly then gives you a better opportunity for a higher rate of return. But as you get to the point where either one, you know you're going to start taking a regular income off of your investments, or two, there's that possibility. Certainly when a paycheck stops coming in, that 
that changes a whole lot. And so you may want to think in terms of adjusting the uh, mix of assets and add a little bit more in the fixed income arena and reducing some of the equity exposure so that you don't have as much volatility. And you can measure that through um, using standard deviation models to figure out, okay, what's the range of volatility, the range of returns around my expected average return on a portfolio mix that I'd be comfortable with. And then you also want to look at outliers. You know, 2008 changed everybody's expectation of portfolios for that one year. Certainly didn't change it forever, but that one year was a shock. And so you want to look at that and say, what might I see in terms of the worst case scenario in a year like a 2008 for the mix that I'm considering being in? If that's not comfortable, you just need to adjust it, add a little more fixed income, dial back the equities and and get it in a range where you uh, won't the thing I always like to say is get it to a point where you won't ever think about looking at your statement because it's not necessary. You're comfortable. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Well, that's our podcast for this week. And I think it's been an informative one. Some good things. So what does financial security mean to you? Well, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Ask yourself that question and make sure you're talking and communicating that to your advisor, whether it's, uh, and I know all of these things wind up being important, but, you know, kind of categorize those. If if long-term care is top of your list, let them know that. If uh, not running out of money before you run out of life is tops, let them know that. That kind of thing have those conversations. And if you don't have an advisor who's listening, reach out to Mike. He'll be happy to give you a hand. 336-668-4338, your number to call. 336-668-4338. As always, make sure you talk with a professional before you do take any action. And if you need some help, Strategic Planning Corporation is here to help you. And we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Don't forget, subscribe to it, listen to it, follow us, and get your dose of Mike Flanders at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Mike, my friend, I will see you next time. You take care. All right. Great. Thanks a lot, Mark. And uh, hope they don't get too much of a dose of me. That's right. We'll see you next time right here on Strategic Planning Podcast with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.